Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find a link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 117. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Ash Loon. The Brisbane-based singer-songwriter has just announced her debut EP, and to celebrate has released her new single, Before. In today's episode, we're speaking with Ash about the new EP, Space Podcasts, and we bond over our shared love of the OC. Here we go. Our guest today is an incredible Mumbai-born singer-songwriter. Now based in Brisbane, Australia, she's just announced her debut EP, Broken Science Experiments, and has released the single Before to celebrate. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Ash Loon. Hello. Hello, how are you? Very good, thank you. How are you today? I'm good. That's good to hear. Um, We are here to speak. I'm going to slightly cut right to the chase, but then not at all, if that makes sense. We're here to talk about your new single, um, Begin, today. Uh, Sorry. We're here to talk about before. <laughs> Everyone makes that mistake. It's so normal. Everyone like calls it something that isn't the actual name because it's so short It's and it's like a word you use every day. You just forget it. But people call it like believe or beyond. <laughs> and I'm like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I've been listening to the track and I know that that sounds silly that I say that now because <laughs> I just got the name of it wrong. Um, I do want to, to, to uh, talk about before and also talk on the EP, um, Broken Science Experiments, which I believe I did get correct. Yes. The, yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the first thing I kind of wanted to touch on was I know that uh, you're a big fan of podcasts, maybe not music podcasts, but I know that you're a big space podcast fan. Yeah, yeah. I I, lis- I used to listen to the BBC Space, po- po- space, space Podcast. Sorry, I can't even speak. Um, <laughs> I used to listen to it while I used to shower and, like, I'm, literally water's running and I'm listening to this astronaut having an interview. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. What was it about the, um, like, space podcast that you, that you had an interest in or that you found? Yeah. I'm just very fascinated by space and astrophysics and everything. Um, I always wanted to go to space, so um, getting these opportunities to learn a little bit more about things that I didn't know anything about is great, especially early in the morning. Um, We're taught as human beings to learn early in the morning. We're sent to school since we're so young. I think 
early in the morning, that is the time when our brains can really grasp a lot of information. So anything that you plop into your brain at that time is going to stick with you probably for the rest of your life, hopefully. So I always like listen to it in the morning, but also just the experience of how astronauts feel in space or, you know, what they see and, you know, dark matter and everything. <laughs> it um, It is a fascinating kind of... Um, I guess realm almost to to kind of comprehend, and that's actually a very interesting point that you made in terms of we do go to school in the mornings to learn, and that I think that kind of drops off as you get older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, as I mentioned before, we are here to talk about your new single before, <laughs> of which is a gorgeous track. Um, congratulations on on the the new single. It seems to be um, it seems to have been very well received so far. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I really, um, I really go around asking people, "Oh, do you like it? Do you like it?" I would love to. I'm a bit of a control freak. I'd love to do that, but but I um, cannot. It would be improbable for me to be able to do that. But thank you so much for your kind words. I'm glad you like the song. No, of course. Um, sonically. It, it, I found the song really, really interesting because I, I feel that it's like a little bit singer songwritery, but it's also like a little bit pop. Like it seems to um, have some really interesting elements sonically. And I was curious before we get onto what the song's about, um, how do you approach the the song, the musical aspect, like the actual chords and the sound of the song? So this song, I've never really said it in an interview, but this we had a really big issue with um, the chords of the song and the way they changed in terms of the timing. Because when we wrote the song, it was very like classic Bonnie that there was no build. Um, it was actually written with no intention of me writing a song that day. And it was not going to be on the EP. It was just going to be something simple. And... Um, well, the timing of the song is quite different with the way the chords change compared to a lot of the classic pop songs, the way they go from four bars. But so when we actually had to build it into this pop sort of thing, um, a little bit, we had that reference of like arcade fire. We tried to like build it like that. When we were building it, we had an issue fit, fitting like different drum sounds and, you know, like the timing of drums and beats just because um, the chords changed so randomly in the song. And it, we wrote it like that. The thing is, what I, I still have like recordings of me writing that song because everything in the studio that I do, I record on my phone. And I actually have it on this voice recording um, on my phone. And Tom, like the, um, the wonderful, wonderful songwriter, producer, wrote this with me he was like oh no shouldn't it go this way and I'm constantly like no I wanted to drop at a half beat and he was like are you sure like do you know what you're doing and then finally obviously it's a very trust the process thing um we did we did end up making it like as beautiful as I at least wanted it to be and yeah so it was it was a very it was actually way more challenging than any of the other songs on the EP before took the longest amount of time because we came back to an acoustic version of a song that um, was tricky with timing. And then we made it into this sort of a little bit poppy 
kind of arcade fire, like that build. Um, so yeah, we had to go back to that. that so before it took the longest time. It, I think that the time spent has paid off. I think that the endeavors <laughs> that you guys have gone into, um, have, have been, um, it was worth it in the end. It, it is a song that I feel maybe isn't addressed as much in music, but kind of it, uh, it, it talks about like the, I guess like the never ending chase of happiness that even if you're after something and that you're able to achieve that happiness, you simply then readjust the goalposts and, you know, like move on. Um, do you find that is a constant in your life? Um, absolutely. I felt like I've like been chasing happiness since I was like six years old or something. I would think, Oh, once I get this, I'm going to be so happy. No, when summer vacations come, I'm going to be so happy. Like when you get older, it's like, oh, when I graduate, I'll be so happy. When I get into Australia, like get my visa, I'll be so happy. When I get into the university of my choice, I'll be so happy. When I get, when I get my degree, like when I, when I graduate, I'll be so happy. When I get signed, I'll be so happy. Like all those things happen, but like my goals just shifted. It's like, it's, it's like those things are just, you know, in your, in your head and they don't really mean anything. Um, but it's, I feel like we as human beings need that, you know, something to look forward to all the time. Let's say you had nothing exciting going on for you in the week. You would probably just be depressed. We all as human beings just look forward to something all the time because that gives us something to live for. It is a kind of beautiful, beautiful sentiment when it is wrapped up like that. <laughs> when you approach writing a song that kind of, because I imagine it does depending on the the outcome of it, it can be quite like a heavy or weighty subject. Like how do you approach writing it without leaning too heavy into the, the seriousness of the nature, if you will? So that is where my songwriter helps me a lot. Um, I have a tendency, like I can write really dark music and, you know, get all metaphorical, get like poetic with my lyrics, but I still at the end of the day, end of the day want my audience to understand me it's not like somebody's forcing me to be relatable or forcing me to write music a certain way I do have a certain goal I want to like make my music like poetry and I wanted to really be about what I want it to be about like I'm not I don't want to sugarcoat anything you know like it, it is what it is but at the end of the day I also want it to reach a large amount of people so that you know the message can get across or like you know um and to be able to do that i do have to at times you know tone something down or you know not get too ahead of myself and i guess that's where my management helps me my songwriter helps me and i work with tom a lot we had to we took a long time to build that trust and he knows a lot about me um it's very scary to go into a studio with a new like person there and then you're just going to be like spilling your guts to this person like right in front of you and talking <laughs> about things and writing about things that you would never say out loud and that's really daunting so I guess building that rapport is just so important you know of course the um working with Tom I believe has resulted in obviously this uh, this song 
there was Panic at the Party, but we've also got, as we mentioned, the new forthcoming EP, which is out in February. Um, how excited are you to kind of have not just any any music is exciting, but to kind of have a body of work that's coming out? What are your thoughts on, yeah, finally releasing it? Well, I've never really had a body of work come out like this before, so I have nothing to compare it to. But... Um, it's exciting. I'm not going to tell you it's the most beautiful thing on the planet. And I am 100% high on that every day because it's also terrifying. I feel like nobody talks about how terrifying it is, you know, with the whole expectations that you put on yourself and other people put on you. And, you know, other people will never say they expect anything from you because they just know that you expect enough for the both of them. And um, it's, it's, it's definitely something that I am so so excited about i'm so proud of it um I, I think it's one of the most honest things i've ever written um but yeah it's really nerve-wracking i just i, I don't know how it's, it will be received because this is this is the kind of industry obviously as you know that like it's not like you work hard and it pays off you know it all depends on how somebody else takes it and anyone can react to your song based on so many other factors, you know, and you can't control those factors. There can be environmental factors, such as somebody's just having a bad day, listen to your song, they associate your song with a bad day, no, they don't like your song. So it's it's always, um, it's out of my control, and I love things to be in my control. I'm usually the kind of person that always gets what they want, because I've always been in an industry where I work hard and I get what I want, get my good grades, get my good job, get my good everything. So... This will definitely be a very interesting experience for me. I can, yeah, I, I feel that you are right. It is an industry where it's not based on any form of merit other than someone else's opinion. Absolutely. It is wild. I think that there's almost like a um, non-artists or people in the industry, sometimes I think maybe either forget or don't have the knowledge that like it's not just a three minute song that you kind of threw together and yeah. released it is there's so much work behind all of this kind of stuff yeah definitely not saying that like oh other people like the layman shouldn't be allowed to judge my music no absolutely they should because they're somebody who hasn't you know seen my life and is looking at it from a different perspective and so many times in this world all you need is a different perspective and I think it's perfect and I obviously respect and love my audience more than probably I've seen anyone love anyone um but yeah it's terrifying because my entire life's work will always be based on what other people feel about me you know when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, of course. The EP does have a very um, interesting title, and I'm curious if you could explain Broken Science Experiments to us. Well, essentially, um, it was it started off as an inside joke <laughs> um, between like management and I, where we would talk about um, how uh, me bringing a song every day because the EP was written so like swiftly, it was just it flowed like one after the other. Um, a song was written either every two days or three days, and all of that was one EP. Um, I would bring like one demo back and it was a science experiment because I've never really learned or trained how to write music, you know, even really play music or anything in music. And this is not what I was, this is not what I've done for the majority of my life. So everything was like this big science experiment, you know, um, and I love science, which is why I called it science experiment. Um, <laughs> and because it was a demo, it still needed fixing up. But it, it, so it was like basically a broken science experiment. But also, if you look at it from a broader perspective, like I'm a broken science experiment because I'm still growing and I'm evolving. And because like biologically I am on this planet, I am a science experiment in a way. Probably something else is science experiment, like some bigger person <laughs> or whatever. So all in all, it was just like, you know, like when I say it right now, I don't even remember most of it, but I know, but I know that's what it's meant to be. I know it's supposed to be broken science experiments. Um, so like, I just trust my gut. Like it was something that, that we came up with and the management and I loved it. And we said, yeah, that's, that's the EP name. And there's no like two ways about it. There's no the thinking and you know, there's nothing. I'm very curious on your mentioning that you weren't, like that this is all kind of new to you and that this is um, like not what you kind of thought were like where your life would be. Um, I know that you were raised in Mumbai and that your family is very musical. I think everyone or? Well, yeah. I mean, everyone, everyone's musical. We like music. We listen to music in the house. We enjoy listening to music. I feel like most people think that, oh, my family's musical they're all professional musicians. No, they're not. No, they're absolutely not. My dad just likes to listen to music and he um, is learning how to play the guitar. My sister knows how to play the guitar. She likes listening to music. My brother introduced me to every piece of music that I was exposed to till I turned like 14 or 15. He really taught me to sing. He taught me to dance and he taught me everything I know about music. Um, my mom was mus is musical too. She likes to listen to music, and that's about it. Um, I was born in Bombay. I only ca I only came to Australia, like moved here 
in 2019, February. And I did it because I was pursuing my master's of counseling psychology degree um, at the University of Queensland. So I came here to do that because I did my master's in like psychology from Bombay before that. Um, and I was just studying before that. I never really took a break. I'd just been studying all the time. And then I came here um, and I'd written some songs in Bombay and gained sort of some, like a little bit of traction there. And then I just, while I was building, I just don't remember. I don't even know like why. I just left everything and I came here. And I just started to study. And in my last semester, uh, my final year, I was writing my thesis and I had a bit of a sad day. <laughs> um, and I, the, I, I sent an Instagram DM to my management. At the time, they weren't my management. They were just some people <laughs> I wanted to work with. Um, and I wanted to work with them since 2018, since I got my eye on them. And I sent them an email, very embarrassing email, before in 2018. But um, obviously, I would not received any answer for that. And I just was crying my eyes out. And I sent a text saying, um, could I please have a demo submission email? Such a random, casual message. And it turns out I got I got a response like, yeah, send it over here. And I didn't even have a mic and I didn't know what to do. And I was freaking out because I was I had to get to work in 45 minutes. <laughs> I used to work in a bar. I used to get to work in 45 minutes and he wanted a demo. I went to work. I uh, told him that I was feeling sick. I literally threw up at work, came back home, got my Instagram, got my got my phone voice recorder put it on my little keyboard and I sang a song that I wrote and uh, they loved it. I said, I'm sorry, I don't have a mic. That doesn't matter. It's okay. <laughs> That's an incredible, it's an incredible bold move by yourself to, uh, <laughs> to send that email, but I, it was obviously paid off. It's, um, it's a lovely like signing story. I feel like it was just, um, a very improbable sort of story. Like it just did, it was just the right place, the right time. Like everything had aligned to that one moment because like how many people, how many people in management even spend that much time on a stupid Instagram page? <laughs> and it was just right there at the right time. It was the most stupid DM. Like it was the one line and it just went from there and you know they didn't even know that I was from Bombay and I was so scared like oh I, I'm not Australian actually um and then when I went forward with that and they loved it they just loved everything that I did and it was just the most improbable thing on the planet and it just yeah that's incredible I think um yeah I, I can definitely agree with you that sometimes a lot of the time management are not paying well, they're not paying attention to social media but they're not going through every single message so um 100% yeah nobody nobody does I sent emails and texts to so many people in 2018 2019 and then um I I left the, so this boy I was like in love with this man I wouldn't say boy and uh, it wasn't gonna work out and as I was just slowly coming out of that, you know, I was moving on. And in that last, in that, there was this one month, it was July. July, I had some sort of, I don't know, like 
there's this word for it, okay? <laughs> it's from E, um, epiphany of, of sorts. Um, and I like, I just sort of uh, grew out of him. And I said, I don't feel connected to this man who doesn't love me anymore. And I wrote a song about it. And then I went to sleep. And the next day I went out drinking and I got really drunk and almost <laughs> died. I literally almost died that night. I almost died oh, like crossing the street that night. And I woke up the next morning, cried, and I texted management. And I, that's how the story begins. That's definitely not the worst thing to happen when hungover. That's probably the best thing to ever happen when hungover. <laughs> yeah, it was just a very strange set of events. It was like I had to be ready for that to happen to me or something. I don't know. I'm not super spiritual, but it was freaky. It was so freaky. That's No, no, no. I think that's very fair. I'm not spiritual either, but I think things do happen for reasons and there's times and places for all of those kind of things to align. And if they don't at that time, it means that it's, further down the track or for another time. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So like definitely. I um I wanted to go back just a little bit. I know you mentioned your family went through that. Your brother in particular, I know that you're very close with and that he kind of gave you um quite a lot of bands or like an introduction to quite a lot of bands. I think um we've got Death Cab there for you and Bon Iver. Um I think Lana Del Rey as well he might have introduced you to. Yeah. What does your um, brother make of what's currently going on and, and you becoming this uh, f- famous musician? <laughs> well, my brother and I are quite similar, um, which means we are not affectionate people. Um, uh, we don't speak to each other at all. We'll send memes, we'll send cat memes to each other. <laughs> but um, when we, we don't talk about music, he was actually the first person I told uh, that, hey, I don't think I want to be a therapist anymore. Um, I just got out of uni and this has been happening and I'm being sent to Sydney right now um, to work um, under some very important people in some very important studios there. And he... It was absolutely the right move because he's seen me grow and love music. You know how, like, when you're a child, you want to be an astronaut. And then when you're older, you want to be something else. And when you're older, you want to be absolutely nothing. And then, you know, something (laughs) else. But um, I've wanted to be many things in my life, but I have always wanted to be a musician. Like, that's always been there since I was, like, four or five years old. Um, and he saw that and he was just very proud of me. And I know he's so proud of me. I'm so excited to see him. I haven't seen him in two years. Um, I'm just so excited to see him just because since all of this has happened, these big changes and now like I'm a musician, um, I just want to, you know, be around somebody who like birthed that in me you know he used to make me watch the OC when I was like so young I probably shouldn't have been watching the OC or like One Tree Hill or Veronica Mars or Charmed and all those shows have such good music and everything just stuck with me and it's still with me and I want to make music like they used to make back then and without him I wouldn't I wouldn't have that vision you know so of course the um 
some of those connections sometimes, especially if it's helping introduce you to music or whatever, those relationships, and especially if it's a family member as well, are um, very special and, and very beautiful. Um, do you at all listen to, I know that there's a lot of TV shows that have podcasts at the moment. Have you listened to the OC podcast at all? No, I haven't, but I know it's got Rachel Bilson in it, doesn't it? She's she's like hosting it. I think she had Adam Brody once, and I was like, I really want to watch this because I'm like the female 2021 Seth Cohen. I am <laughs> definitely Seth Cohen. Like, I think I'm Ryan, but I'm not. I'm Seth Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely don't give me Ryan vibes. I can definitely pick up on like some kind of Seth um, <laughs> attitude or like personality. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they recently had, they did, they had Adam Brody on and then the episode after they had their music supervisor and they spoke about all the music on the OC, um, over the course of it. And it's an incredible listen. So if you did enjoy the music of the OC or anyone who's listening to this podcast, definitely check that out. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I, I read about that episode where that, that music supervisor episode where he was talking about the importance of having honey and the moon play in the first episode at the end when marissa is right there and like ryan is leaving and that song is so close to my heart that when i left bombay and came to australia and went to my first home in australia that's the first song i heard that is the first song i heard and that will always stay with me (laughs) that that actually gave me goosebumps that story (laughs) um Ash, usually we would ask, I guess, what they're currently listening to at the moment. Is there any uh, any any music at the moment that has um, taken your fancy? Well, um, I listen to a lot of obscure old music. Um, either it's the sixties or the two thousands. I don't. I don't always enjoy the music that's being made in twenty twenty one. I feel like it. I'm not saying this to be mean, but I feel like a lot of it caters to different audiences and I don't always feel like I'm a part of that audience. Not saying that, oh, look, I'm quirky and I'm different. No, I just don't. Like, it's just music. Like, chill. (laughs) Um, I I listen to a lot of Sleeping at Last, so I've been listening to a lot of Sleeping at Last, but this song called A Comet Appears by The Shins. Beautiful. It, it was on a playlist um, that I found, which, which was also old and strange. But, yeah, other than that, it's just um, your ex-girlfriend is dead. No, your ex-lover is dead and music like that. You just strain music like that. That is a fantastic um, – who's it? Stars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good taste. <laughs> your ex-lover is dead. All learned from the OC, I think. It, it's an educational TV show. Yeah, yeah. I love I love music from the old like the, the old TV shows just because um, if that's the vision that I'm following right now, and obviously I'll keep changing and my vision's gonna keep changing, but if for now I want to make that kind of music, I will listen to that music. You know, it's like method acting. Yeah, hundred percent. Could you or would you at any point like to see um, Before or any of the other tracks on the EP possibly line up with its own sync in a TV show or a, what is, what's the current day equivalent of the OC? Is there one? Not that I've seen. Like I feel the like I've, 
Uh, I have not even watched the old Gossip Girl to get into the new Gossip Girl. <laughs> I feel like the old Gossip Girl was a little bit much for me. I didn't, um, I didn't relate to it or enjoy. I didn't enjoy. I feel like I, for shows to be like really enjoyable, I have to also enjoy the music. I have to like be completely settled into one character. I don't think I related with even one of those characters. Um, I used to watch The Royals, but it got cancelled. It was a UK drama sort of thing around, like, the royal family, but it was all, like, different. Like, there was a different um, princess, um, and she was, like, like a baddie, and she was, like, spoiled, but also, like, in a very... She was, she was basically a rock star, you know, the way she dressed and the way she looked, and I really liked her. And that show had such good music. It was, in fact, made by... What's his name? Um, he directed it. The guy who played Nathan Scott on One Tree Hill. I'll gladly admit, I was in the era of the OC. I was slightly too old for One Tree Hill. Yeah, no, same. I never liked One Tree Hill as much as I ever liked OC. In fact, I've never watched all of One Tree Hill. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I've watched all of OC. In fact, I was watching OC last night. <laughs> <laughs> It is a hundred percent a show that you can revisit. I could spend another hour talking about the OC, but we will um, <laughs> not take up any more of your time with the OC. Um, Ash, thank you very much for chatting to us, and c- congratulations again on the single and the announcement for the EP. Oh no, of course! I'm just so excited for everyone to listen to the EP because it's um, it's just like for the people who were born in that era and heard music, like the ballads that were made in that time. Um, I think this is definitely something that they could enjoy. And, you know, since they have the 2000s coming back, you know, they have like the Avril sound coming back and they have all of that when they have like My Chemical Romance coming back. Why can't they just have Toodles and Mark Club, Death Cab and, you know, like all of those, all those cool bands come back. Like why can't, like, I, I would like to see that's a bit of a stretch, but I would like to be that person you know, who brings that back. So I'm just trying to do that right now. As an avid Death Cab fan, we'll gladly look forward to you bringing that back. As you said, you are the female Seth Cohen, so I look forward to seeing <laughs> uh, what happens with the EP. Oh, thank you so, so, so much. It, it's been absolutely lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for your time. that's our show a massive thank you to ash loon for her time before is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream the single we also want to give a huge shout out to ella and positive feedback for helping out with today's interview you can find a link to our spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests picks if you like this show please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released we release new shows each thursday and friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify, and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers.